You're listening to the Heart First Podcast with Alexandria J. Alexandria J and I am super excited to bring you our guest Brooke Lindsay. Brooke is a Melbourne-based confidence coach and positive body advocate dedicated to supporting women in practicing self-love, reclaiming their confidence and accepting their bodies. In today's soulful chat, Brooke and I talk about living your life unleashed, your most authentic self, not boxing yourself in, claiming confidence in your career and being a whole lot of woman. So without further ado, let's jump straight in and welcome Brooke. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I'm so excited to finally be on your podcast and excited to chat to you. Me too, because the very first time we met was when I was on your podcast. So, And I remember yes. telling you on my podcast that I was making a podcast and I needed to get you on. So I'm so glad that you're here. I know, um, the tables have turned. <laughs> you're like the queen of confidence. So I love posts through Instagram um, just around you know, empowering women to really be confident in themselves through things like self-love and body image. So just to kick off our chat today, I'd love for you to just tell us a bit about your story and your background and sort of how this, how you eventuated into being a body confidence coach. For sure. It is a long story. When I think back to where my confidence began, I would say that as a child, I was very confident, like very outgoing, very loud. Um, I'm the eldest of three and I'm the eldest by a lot. So I'm 11 years older than my brother and I'm seven years older than my sister. So I felt, I feel like I was always kind of like the leader and I was very confident. But then as I got into my teens and you know, people started to tell me that I was too loud and that, you know, my, even my girlfriends would say like, you came over for a sleepover and my parents were like, oh my God, all we could hear was Brooke all night. Like (laughs) I was just very overly confident, I guess. And so you hear messages like that. And also, you know, I was very tall. So I started to think about boys and things like that. And I started to shrink myself because I didn't want to be seen as overpowering or too tall or you know someone that boys wouldn't be attracted to and so those things you know as a young teen you start to think about and it wasn't until I was probably be probably about 14 or 15 and because I was so tall and I was so skinny and I had people coming up to me saying oh you should do modeling and stuff like that and I actually loved acting and I always thought I'd be an actress and things like that and um, McLeod's Daughters. I don't know if you ever watched McLeod's Daughters. I did a little bit, not overly too much though. I was obsessed and I was like, I'm going to be an actress on McLeod's Daughters. Anyway, they came to Mordura, which is a small town where I grew up. And one of the actresses that I loved told me, oh my gosh, you should be a model. Have you ever thought about modeling? And I was like, I'm from Mordura. Like I'm never going to be a model. 
And she was like, well, that's how you get into acting. And she actually, uh, yeah, I must have been 13 or 14. And she said, here's my mobile number. Here is uh, the name of an agency who I used to model for. I still model for. I want you to contact them and they're going to sign you. And I was like, oh, my God, my mom was there. She was freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God. So we rang this agency and they said, get photos taken, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. And at the time I was like way too young. I was a baby. Like I took these photos. <laughs> Alex, you should have seen these photos. I was just like posing. I was like on like, like a tractor and like all these, it's so embarrassing to look back. The famous, <laughs> the famous tractor picture. <laughs> oh my God. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, so that kind of planted the seed in my head that, oh my God, I could get into modeling. And so as I grew up, I entered this competition. Um, but of course, when I was a young teen, I was like super thin and then I hit puberty. So of course, like I started to get boobs and a butt and I actually, like, I really didn't love it because I was always very sporty and I was into high jump and stuff like that. So I, I all of a sudden, you know, I'd always knock the bar off the high jump pole and stuff like that. So I hated it anyway. And then I entered this modeling competition and they chose me as the winner. And when they said, Brooke's the winner, blah, blah, they said all of this stuff about we've, we've chosen Brooke because, you know, she's the perfect fit. She represents all different shapes and sizes. Mind you, like I'm, I was the size I'm now, like size 12. So I wasn't that diverse, but they made this whole like song and dance about it. And then as soon as they got me backstage, they're like, you're going to go to Sydney for like the finals, but you're going to have to lose weight. And I was like, oh my God. And it was kind of like a dagger to the heart. Like I thought you just said I was perfect. And you were telling all these women who were in the competition and in the crowd that you chose me because I, you know, I was curvy and now you're telling me I have to lose weight. And they were saying, it's totally fine. All we have to do is walk on the treadmill. We've won this gym membership. It's going to be easy. And then from there, I, I had a massive mindset shift of, okay, everything in my life needs to change. And so I think I was in year 11 or 12. So I was stressed with school and my whole mindset became about food and my relationship with food. And it became such a negative experience. Whereas I used to love food. I used to like eat whatever I wanted and I could because, you know, I was such an active person. So it was like food is fuel, right? So this whole shift that happened was because I wanted to get into the modeling industry. And so I just had so many negative relationships with food. I had, I developed an eating disorder. Um, I would constantly think about food, would constantly be thinking about the gym and how many calories I'd eaten, how many I had to lose. And so my confidence then took like a massive dive and I, I was just in like such a dark place. Um, so anyway, I went to the finals, didn't win the competition and sort of moved on with my life. And I kind of, you know, you always carry those kind of issues with you. Um, but then I moved to Melbourne and the same thing happened. I went to agencies to try and get work and they would tell me like, I come out in a bikini because you have to get Polaroids and stuff taken. And they were just like, oh, my God, you look amazing in your bikini because, you know, I'm just an average girl. And then they'd measure me and they'd be like, oh, but your measurements aren't the same or, you know, you just need to lose weight off your hips. Your hips are too big. And so, again, like my confidence just took this massive dive. And it was just this cycle of 
negativity and I just got so tired of constantly thinking of food and I was tired because I was constantly going to the gym like twice a day for hours and I'd do classes and then I'd walk on the treadmill but it was never good enough and I noticed that like I didn't really change from the shape that I was because this is just a healthy weight for me but all the things I was doing was so unhealthy um so I got to a point where I I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was just like, I'm not going to be a model. I'm done. That's it. Like, it's just not going to happen for me. And I started to shift um, until I met Bella, who is an agency here in Melbourne, and they represent all different shapes and sizes. And I had another mindset shift, and it was actually like an aha moment where I started seeing all these women of, you know, different colours, different sizes, different ethnicities, all being represented in the media. And I was like, what is this world? And I was like, what? I don't have to actually change who I am to be confident, to be happy, to even be a model if I wanted to be. And my world kind of flipped upside down. And that was from there that I started to think, okay, I can do this in a way that works for me and I don't need to change who I am. I can be loud, I can be curvy, I can be myself and I can be confident and happy living my life. So. That is a very long-winded answer to your question of my story, but I think there's, it just shows that confidence kind of ebbs and flows and um, it's a roller coaster. Like, and I, and I don't expect, but I'm a super confident person now in my life where I am, but I totally expect to have dips in my confidence throughout life because that's just what it is. We're not born with confidence. It ebbs and flows and we can work on it. So that's a bit about my story. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of things that I want to unpack there. And the first, the first thing is that the whole idea of the too muchness that I think yeah. every girl has experienced or could be experiencing right now is this idea of I'm too loud. I'm too quiet. I'm too mm. this. I'm too that. And it's, it's either you're on one end of the spectrum of being too something. Mm. Um, what did you sort of take away from that experience having gone from being the girl that was too much and too loud into being someone who had her confidence completely crushed and then sort of now Mm. coming out of it from the other side and being okay with being too much. Yeah, I think it's probably been around four or five years now since I was in a place of wanting to fit in because, you know, in society and especially as women, we see in the media that we have to look a certain way to be accepted. And we're told by the people around us that we have to act a certain way to be accepted. And I think once you realise that you can act how you are naturally as a person and that the people around you will start to either leave your life or enter your life based on just who you are, it's when you can start to really just accept who you are and realise that if people tell you that you need to be something else or different from who you are, then they can, you know, there's a door they can leave. And then the people who should be around you will enter. So I think for me, um, it came with time and experience and you have to give yourself time to really understand who you are, what you want from life and to really learn how to block out the noise to figure out who you really are and what you really want. Yeah. And it's this whole idea of taking up space. You know, I think as children, we come into the world so 
you know, authentic and yeah. we, we just live in now in this world and we're completely ourselves. And then as time goes on, we're sort of chipped away at, so we get to this point where it's like, we're scared to take up space and scared mm. to really step into our worth. Um, mm. So I love so much what you teach in terms of take up space. Be For sure. You. Yeah. For sure. And it's about believing in who you are and I don't need to, you know, hunch over to make myself shorter to make some other dude feel better about himself and his ego. Because if I know who I am, when I walk into a room, I can take up space. I can talk to people. I can feel empowered. I can enter this discussion and know what I'm talking about and feel like I'm supposed to be there and not like I have to hunch away in the corner. So it is, it, it, I totally get when people come to me and they say, Brooke, like I, I could never be like you. And I'm like, honey, like, listen, I was not always like this. Aspire to be like someone who's really confident. You can get there and it does take time. So you have to be patient, but you can work towards that for sure. Sure. And there's so much there in terms of like not dulling your shine for someone else, because there's so many like people out there who have friends or have boyfriends where they will dull their shine because they're scared Mm. to outshine a friend. Um, Yeah. But I just, I I think that's completely ludicrous. And the people who truly matter to you in your life should want you to shine. And they they shine by being around people who are positive and shining as well. Exactly. Exactly. By empowering yourself, you are empowering others. And I think when you get to a place of not judging yourself and knowing who you are, you stop judging others and therefore allow them to open up and become more of themselves. And it's just like, a beautiful circle of life of just loving yourself and accepting who you are and being that shining light. And then you allow others to be that shining light as well. And people get captivated in your energy and they want more and, you know, they come out of their shell. And so it is so important for yourself and others to just figure out who you are, what you want to do and just do that. Yeah. And I, I loved as well from like the time that I started following you and like, especially to now, I've sort of seen you go on this journey of like, I remember when I first started following you, it might've been a little bit more filtered. And then you sort of went through this whole mindset shift where you were like, you know what, fuck it. I'm so okay with being me. And I'm going to show you all parts of me. Can you yes, tell us a sure. bit about that journey? I love how you swear on the podcast. I'm like, yes, fuck it, bitch. Like, <laughs> Honestly, and I think when was, when was our podcast? It had to be over a, almost a year ago, maybe six or seven. Yeah, months or something. it was when I was still in intuitive eating. So yeah, yes, it was a while ago, and since then, and it just goes to show in small amounts of time how much you can change and how much you do ebb and flow with you know what it is you're doing, who it is you're surrounding yourself with, and just your energy. And I think probably six months ago, I was still figuring out, you know, when it came to coaching. So I started coaching probably about six, seven months ago. And I was a self-love coach and I was more so trying to niche down and be one particular thing. And I think that really put myself, I put myself in a box where I was just like, I have to be this to be successful. And I was looking up to all these other people and I was like, I should, you know, take bits and pieces of them and like try and be this and like I can't go outside of this circle or outside of the box and once I stepped outside of the box and I was just like I don't need to cage myself in I can just be myself and 
I don't need to, you know, hide the fact that, you know, I still work my job. This is a side hustle. This is what I'm passionate about. And I just am myself fully and I communicate that with people and I don't, you know, I don't filter myself when I jump on stories and I don't try and be someone else I'm not and I'm not, you know, persuaded by what anyone else is doing. I'm focused on what I'm passionate about, what I feel and continuing to educate myself. And I think that's a massive thing. I posted about it on Instagram the other day about continuing to educate yourself and learn and grow. And we're talking about this before in your journey, you don't need to, like I didn't put myself, well, I did, I put myself in a box of self-love coach and I was like, this is what I'm going to be. That's it. And I have to be everything I think this person is. Once I realized that when it comes to self-love, when it comes to self-acceptance, confidence, our careers, it's a journey and we're going to continue to grow and develop and we have to just go along for the ride. You can't just put yourself in a box and want to stay there. You're going to evolve. You're going to change. You're going to think, oh, I want to do this now. I want to do this. And you can grow and you don't need to feel like people are going to judge you because that's life. We learn and we grow. And so there's definitely been a massive evolution um, over the last six months and I'm so excited for the future as well like my sister-in-law she just turned 30 and I was like bitch I cannot wait until I'm 30 imagine all the shit that I'll know like how much confident more confident I will be so I'm excited you know for the future and aging which other women seem to like hate but I'm so excited for it Everything you just said there is giving me so much life and uh, I can so relate about the niching Mm. part and feeling like you need to box yourself in and like you almost create this, this identification or this ego that you need to protect. And it's like, anytime you kind of stray out of that, it's like, you think, you think that you're not doing a good job or you're not going to be successful, but part of being successful in your career is embracing all these different elements of yourself that make you make up who you are. So I know Mm. that there's probably people listening who are in careers that they've completely identified themselves as like Mm. if they're a graphic designer, they've identified themselves as a graphic designer or a doctor or a nurse Mm. or a recruiter Mm. when really that you are so much more than your job title or your specialty or um, I guess what what you're really great at. There's so much mm-hmm. more to you than that, and it's like, how do you bring all of those parts of you into the workplace and really shine in terms of yourself as like a full whole person? Yeah, um, for sure. So I love There's, so much about all all of that. Yeah, I think people in you know in jobs, they're just like when you have conversations with people, you know, when we used to be able to go to bars and things like that, which we can't do right <laughs> Miss now. Miss those days. <laughs> Me too. But, you know, you go up to people and you say, oh, like, what do you do? Like, tell me about yourself. And they're just like, yeah, I'm a doctor. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but, like, what do you, like, tell me more? Like, people <laughs> just think that by saying, you know, this is my label or this. And, like, labels are bullshit. Like, you are so much more than just like putting yourself into that one box. And I think for me, when it comes to my career and what I've learned over time in, you know, I've had a lot of different roles and I've, I run my own business as well. And it's less about the label and like what your role is. And it's more about what is the mission. And I think when you can let go of certain labels and you can focus in on, it doesn't matter 
what role you have or what company you work for, what is their mission and what is your mission in life and do they align and what are their values? What are your values? Do they align? And I think that's how as well we can be happy in our careers when we know what we're working towards and what we're working for and it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, a digital communications producer. I'm just a doctor. I'm just a this or that. What is your mission? What are you working towards? And when you can hone in on that, is when you feel a lot more fulfilled and like you're working for something. Yeah. And also I feel like people get so guarded about their profession and their job title. Like they need to protect it or make them sound themselves sound super successful. It's like, what do you do like in a bar? And all of a sudden someone's like, Oh, I'm a consultant or something that they'll dress up something that they're doing. But it's like, I feel like the question needs to be changed to from, what do you do to who are you? Because all of a sudden you go from being like this doctor to being, oh, I like black and white movies and sushi and traveling and like all of these. What are you passionate about? Yeah. Instead of saying like, what do you do? Like, what are you passionate about? And if you're a doctor, like you're probably passionate about helping people and saving lives and the bigger picture of your job. It's not just like you're a doctor or, you know, whatever it is, people are so much more than just your title. And it's so funny you say that because I love the office, um, the American office. And they, it was an episode where Pam, um, she goes for a job and they're just like, she's like, I thought this was like office manager. And they're like, yeah, you'll be going for coffee and, you know, working at this debt. And she's like, so a receptionist and people get so caught up in what their title is. Like, you know, I work as a digital communications producer and it's just like I work online and do community, like I write, basically. I'm a writer. (laughs) So it's like don't get caught up in your fancy titles and like wearing the suit and all that kind of stuff. It's superficial. Mm -hmm. Like we're so much deeper than just a role or a label or whatever it is. Yeah. I was so guilty of that when I started out in my corporate career, which is probably why I ended up being so unfulfilled in my work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I worked for um, L'Oreal Australia. I worked in their talent team recruiting in their head office and in their field roles. And it was like this really glamorous role. And I, I, my ego loved when people asked me what I did and it was like, I was like, oh, I'm in talent acquisition for L'Oreal. And it was like dressed up to the max. But on the inside, I'm like, I'm bored bored AF Mm. and I'm not living out my dream and my truth. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just so important to not get so caught up in the title of what you do and really start to think about who you are as a person and what you bring to the table in that sense. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And like you said, it's our ego where we're just like, oh, yes, I, I work for, you know, a massive company like L'Oreal. Like, oh, you, like you feel amazing saying that. But at the end of the day, it is just your ego and, you know, you're suiting up and you're putting on this armour to try and, like, fit in with society because society tells us, you know, a massive company like L'Oreal, they're reputable, you know, that's, that's a good career path to have as opposed to saying, you know, I'm a coach or something. And people are like, what is a coach? What do you do? Or like you work for yourself, oh, you know, and, and it's, it's our ego feeling like we're not good enough to fit in with society standards. And it's such bullshit. And it's the same when it comes to body image. It's the same when it comes to, you know, our jobs and our careers. Like 
the media telling us we need to look and act and be a certain way or have this certain job or have this car or have the perfect skin to fit in and it's such bullshit and I think we need to break the stigma around, you know, being a coach or looking a certain way or having stretch marks for all these things and that's why we need to empower ourselves so that when we do have those conversations we are super confident in saying yeah I'm a confidence coach bitch and I own it and I love it and I help women <laughs> and I'm proud of it and yeah and it's so important we need to get rid of the ego 100% I always say to my clients that your job is your is a vehicle for self-expression and you need to build a career based on who you are not just what you do mm. So that's yes, where the sure. fulfillment lies is like really building it on the level of who you are. I'd love to kind of shift gears a little bit and just go back to what we were talking about, like the whole Instagram and the filtering and the confidence there, because obviously mm -hmm. we, it only takes a couple of scrolls through Instagram for it to be like just full of perfect images. Oh, How do yeah. you get the confidence to really show up as yourself yeah. as like your most authentic self through Instagram? My first tip when it comes to building your own confidence on Instagram is to unfollow the negativity and follow what you want to see and what you want to be producing and how you see yourself. Because I used to use Instagram as a tool, and I actually just talked about this on one of my recent podcasts, as a tool to guilt myself into trying to lose weight or to try and work for the cars that I was seeing these girls, you know, standing in front of or, you know, for the beach holiday or the lifestyle or all these things that you think that you want or you think that you need to be. And so the first step to showing up as your most confident and your most authentic self is to unfollow the bullshit. And even if, you know, it might not be a negative person, but it has a negative connotation for you. So it's as simple as just unfollowing and then finding something else to fill your feed with. So that was one of the massive shifts for me when it came to my body confidence and starting to accept because I felt like it, start, it started from a place of accepting who I was and my body and how I looked and then getting to a place of starting to love it and embrace myself and all of that. So you need to unfollow the negativity. And then I found this world of, positivity of women empowering each other of like curvy women and so much more diversity and you open up yourself to this whole world of diversity and inclusion and people who you know can't walk can't talk and all these things and you start to feel like a huge sense of gratitude and I think once you open yourself up to self-development and exploring who you are and what you want from life there's no going back because you know in a way I was living blissfully in this world of like just trying to follow the rules and just trying to fit in with society and be like, you know, a good girl and have the job and all of this kind of stuff. But it wasn't me and it was who I thought I was or who I wanted to be, but it was society and people telling me and people even in my life, you know, my family telling me, you know, you need to be this to be, you know, worthy or this and that. And it's just disregarding all of that bullshit and figuring it out for yourself. So I've started following women who I felt empowered by, who, you know, were showing their stretch marks and, you know, showing, you know, roles and stuff like that. I was like, oh my God, I have that too. That's so like, and finding the confidence to then show up as that part of yourself. And it's little steps every single day. 
I think we all had that time in our life, you know, there's probably a lot of people still going through it. Even I go through it when we're like, oh, I want to go live, but I'm so nervous. People are going to judge me. Oh my God, what are they going to think? And it's small steps every day to be like, you know what? And I saw you doing this, but you were like, you did 30 days of lives or something like that. I was like, oh my God, girl, <laughs> that is commitment. Oh, but I know. Yeah. But it's pushing yourself every single day, just that little bit more. And then you start to realize, oh, I can do that. I can do this. And you slowly start to build upon your confidence. Um, and I think also when it comes to showing up confidently on social media or online, you have to take a step back every now and again to really make sure that you're not being clouded by other people's, you know, what they're doing and what their message is and just really hone in on, again, what your values are, what your mission is, and then showing up as that person. Hundred and ten percent. So, uh, what was the moment that you had where it was like, "I'm just so okay with being me"? Like, was there a defining moment, or was it sort of progressive over time? It's definitely a progressive thing. I think once you are confident in who you are, which does take time, and it's it's a slow process. And like I said, it's a journey. Like who I am now may be completely different in, you know, just six months time. So for me, it has been a journey of like, I push myself just that little bit more. And sometimes, you know, like I'll post a photo and I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that. Like, should I be posting that? Should I be talking about this? Is it too controversial? And you just, at the end of the day, you live and you learn. So if you do something and you make a mistake, it's about, being okay with that and just being like, I learned from that. And if I hadn't have done that, like my biggest mistakes have been my biggest learning curves. And so you have to put yourself out there and challenge yourself to make the mistakes and then learn from it and then grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, it comes to a defining moment, I think for me, it's really, it, it has been a journey, but when I just decided that I wasn't defined by my role and that I didn't need to, you know, be a certain person to be, you know, worthy or capable of doing what I was doing or chasing the dreams that I wanted. I really opened myself up to just be who I was. And like I said before, you know, I thought I had to be this self-love coach who was full-time doing it and I couldn't be doing anything else. And, um, you know, I, I, could, I had to niche down. I couldn't be, you know, someone who was interested in skincare as well as health, as well as wellness, as well as, you know, makeup or hair care, or I had to just niche down. And once I realized I could be all of those things and still be Brooke, who's an amazing confidence coach, who was, you know, featured in Yahoo Finance and Daily Mail and all these things, like I can be all of these things and I don't have to just keep myself in a box. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the biggest message to really take from that is to not box yourself into being one type of person. There's no need to protect your ego that yeah. is trying to tell you to be a certain way. I love what you said as well, though, just about, you know, the, the inner dialogue or the inner narrative that comes up sometimes when you go to do a live or go to do a story mm. or, or post a piece of content that could be potentially controversial. I think it's so interesting because that is everyone. Everyone has that little voice in them pipe up and they're like, okay, should you be posting this? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. And you have to, you have to really think about like, why, why am I thinking I don't want to do this now? Do I not want to do it? And maybe I shouldn't do it. Or is it because society has told me I shouldn't do it? Or is it because I think, you know, someone from school who I've never seen, like I haven't seen in like 10 years is going to see it and they're going to judge me. And then that's your ego coming into play. Like why, what is that? Like, is it in, in your main girl where you're just doubting yourself and you're thinking that you can't or that you're not good enough? Really, and that's the whole process of getting to know yourself and starting to accept yourself is challenging every thought you have. And it can be draining, like, believe me, but it is so worth it to get to a place where you're just like, I'm so confident in what I have to say. And I would rather stand for something than nothing because, like, I don't want to just be boring, like, sitting in the corner doing nothing with my life. I want to have opinions because that's who I am. I am a loud, over-the-top person. Be the girl who ruffles the feathers. Yes, (laughs) for sure. And I always say, and I don't know where I got this thought from, but it's what's what's helped me be really consistent across my coaching business. And for anyone listening, you can really just apply this into whatever area you're kind of working on. But the only bad content is the content that you didn't post because of the fear. There's no such, like you might have a really floppy post or like a really crappy blog post or whatever kind of creative you are whatever you're trying to achieve in your career the only shit thing that you do is the stuff that you don't do because of the fear and the narrative that comes up yes yes yes, exactly and and I've struggled with this massively as well because I used to think everything had to be perfect and I think we all go through this like this point where we want everything to be perfect or not at all because, you know, again, the ego, people will judge us. What will people think? I'm, they'll know I'm not perfect. But that's how we, again, learn and grow. And like you say, done is better than perfect because if you're putting the content out there, you're helping that maybe just one person, but you're also learning and growing and, you know, maybe you figure out that you're not a great speller or that, you know, you had you, you shift and you change you may not believe what you've written like in 10 years time but that's why you can delete it if you want to if it's on your Instagram Instagram page you can archive it but if you didn't do it you didn't learn how to you know at the moment I'm, I've been creating reels and stuff like that and I was just like oh I, I don't want to do this like it's hard I don't know what I'm doing but I pushed myself and I'm like even if it flops even if it's shit no one sees it like at least I learned how to do that And then that might help me in my career or whatever. And it's like, it definitely has like a lot of the stuff in my career that I utilize now that my work is like, oh my God, you can do this. You can do this. You can edit YouTube videos. You can do audio podcasts, all this stuff. Oh my God. And I'm like, holy shit. I went to university for like basically nothing because all the stuff that they value, I've like, it's self-taught. Like I've learned this stuff because I'm passionate about it. And so you just have to think done is better than perfect because if you're putting stuff out there, that's where you get noticed. That's where people, you know, you're helping people. For sure. And you, no one ever really achieved anything great by trying to preach what society norms are. So being Mm. controversial is actually so fun to do it online or in the workplace. Like be the girl who stands up and like asks for something different or says something that's like completely out of whack from what the company's norms are. If it means that it contributes to like the bigger vision 
Um, sure. I'm curious to know how you overcome like the vulnerability hangover if you still get them. For sure. When it comes to like the workplace and what you were just saying about like pushing the boundaries, I think you you're able to do that when you feel like you are confident in who you are and your role and your position in a job, for example. Um, but when you feel like you are vulnerable, maybe you haven't been there that long, you don't know people that long, or you're not confident in who you are, it's really difficult to push those boundaries and speak up. So again, it comes down to building your confidence to be able to stand up for what you believe in, whether it's controversial or not, put your hand up and challenge like, you know, what people are saying. Or, you know, if you're in a in an office where, you know, maybe there's um, it's predominantly run by men and you're really intimidated, you are able to question what they're saying and say, actually that's I don't believe in that or like that's not right. You shouldn't be saying that and then following it up with why do you think that is so important. And so having that inner confidence and just thinking about myself in the office right now, we haven't been in the office for like months and months and months, but there's literally one guy who just gives me so much shit all the time because, and and I think I play it up a little bit with him because I know it annoys him, but like I'm such an overtly loud and confident person in the office and I do speak up and I will challenge him on things and I don't think he's used to that. And so he will just be like, oh, like you're so um, cocky. He always says that, like you're so cocky, like who do you think you are, blah, blah, all the time. And we were talking about this. I got the job that I have now because I, at the time I wasn't working, I was walking dogs, I was doing fiver jobs and I was working for myself. So I was, I was doing like whatever jobs here and there. And I was modeling as well at the time. So modeling for um, Bella and I got this job for the company I now work for as a model. And the guy I'm talking about, he's the designer for the company. So he literally will sit there and be editing like really close up photos of me. Like, <laughs> because like I modeled for them and they'll be like, oh my God, that's so awkward. You're editing photos of me. Like I'm so famous. And he's just like, you're so cocky, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, whatever. But like, you have to own it. You have to just like 100%. know, know who you are and know what you stand for. And again, have you asked yourself, what are your values? Like, what do you stand for? What do you believe in? And when you know those things and someone challenges you on them, you're more than confident enough to speak up and be like, I don't agree with that. Or I think this, and it doesn't have to be necessarily controversial or in a way that, you know, you're antagonizing someone like I do with this guy at work. Cause it's funny. <laughs> um, but it's just in a way that, you know, you believe in what you're talking about and that's important. Mm, you can always tell when someone's really coming from the heart and the soul. And I can yeah. definitely, I definitely do get that. Um, through your message especially on socials just around like like be empowered be confident and really like be okay with who you are because yeah essentially that is your legacy as I always say it's like who you are not what you do yeah it's everything it's like who you are and I think like I used to a lot um, you know when I was comparing myself to other women I thought I'm going to be this super skinny size zero woman who's like blonde and petite and perfect and you fantasize about being someone else it honestly it does nothing for you it 
lowers your self-esteem, your confidence, just, and I know a lot of people do it like they wish, or I wish I had done this, maybe I'd be here. I wish I was this person, then I would be happy. But you don't know what that person's living or what, what's going on in their life. But you know what you do know? You do know who you are and what you want. And you can work on that and you can better your life and you can better yourself and you can be happy and be positive if you're not at the moment and you can change. Only you can do it, right? You've only got one body. You've only got one life. So do it for yourself and no one else. Yeah. And it's, it's really taking that ownership and that responsibility. That is like the hardest pill to swallow. Cause it's like, okay, I'm responsible for like my body and my confidence and my success. Like no one else is a contributor to that, but me. I feel like that's exactly. like the start of people's personal development journey. Cause it's like suddenly for they've got sure. all this control. Oh my God. Yeah. You're so right. And you would know this as a coach is that we can help women. You know, I'm a confidence coach. I help coach women and empower them and give them the tools and the tips. But if they don't take responsibility for themselves and their actions and what they put into practice, you know, we can't help them. You can only do so much for someone else. But once you take responsibility of yourself and your actions and your life and what you want from life, you're right. That's when like life changes and you flip a switch for someone and they're like, oh, and it won't happen overnight. You won't like your whole life won't change overnight. But once you understand that it's not the responsibility of your partner to make you feel sexy or beautiful or empowered or confident, you can then turn it back on yourself and go, wow. Okay. So am I making myself feel sexy? Am I making myself feel confident? What am I doing for myself? And that's where the whole self-love and self-acceptance comes into play. Yes, you are the creator and the architect of your whole reality and you're so right and I would talk that through that with my clients as well as I can throw all this information at them, ask the right questions, dig deep, but if they walk away from that session and they don't action anything, nothing changes unless something changes. So exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> as like Please. a final quest, as a final question, what is yeah. like one piece of confidence advice that you can give to our listeners mm. to just I guess go in action today? I think what we've just talked about is a massive one and owning your shit and letting go of your ego. Because once you are able to say, oh, I did make a mistake. Oh, yeah, I did that, my bad. Or, and not make a big deal out of it and not punish yourself, but also not having that ego where you're just like, I didn't do that. That didn't happen. Like, that's, that's not my fault. Like, and you're just, pu- <laughs> you're just pushing the blame onto other people and you're trying to get out of a situation and it's just this massive ego in play. And it comes into play whether you're in the workplace, whether it's with your relationship and you're trying to be right all the time or whether it's your relationship with yourself and you're just in denial. You are never going to grow if you're in that place. And the biggest tip I could give when it comes to confidence is that, yes, you have to do the inner work. You have to work on who you are, what you want from life and have goals and ambitions and also understand that it takes time But once you do take that responsibility for yourself, you can start that journey because you're not going to start the journey if you're just in denial and you're just pushing the blame onto others and 
you're a negative energy to be around. You just have to take ownership for yourself. 100%. I love that so much. So yeah. if our career babes want to reach out to you and they are needing help with their confidence, where can they find you? You can find me on my website, which is bybrooklindsay.com and on Instagram. So at bybrooklindsay, everything's at bybrooklindsay basically, but a great place to start if they're wanting, I can provide you with a resource, which is my self-love workbook, which gets you thinking about your inner mean girl, starting to think about affirmations, confidence, journaling, getting all the shit out of your head and onto paper and like all the different things that are tools that can really start to help you on your journey is on my website. So I can provide you with the workbook if you want to provide it to the babes. It's a great place to start. Um, But yeah, I'm most active on Instagram by Brooke Lindsay. You can check out all my reels, which are probably terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're awesome. They're very entertaining. I'll put all of the info in the show notes below. So um, for those listening, click the links below and follow Brooke because she's seriously such an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Heart First. I hope you found it helpful. Until next time, take care, lead from the heart, you know what to do.